Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Somebody on a sidewalk, carjacking old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool, act a fool if you like. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face. Stomp on the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think it's tough. Well, try that in a small town. See how far you make it down. My granddad gave me They say one day They're gonna round up But all that might fly in the city Good luck Try that in a small town See how far you make it down the road Around here we take care of our own You cross that line It won't take long for you to find out I recommend you don't Wow, as you know, Lou, I'm not a country western fan at all. I generally will turn the dial when I hear country western. Just not my flow. Everybody who listens to me knows what do I like. I like electronic dance music first, disco second, R&B third. And some really good rock and roll fourth, but country western doesn't even make the cut. They're all down in Nashville, which has become nothing but a tax haven. You know, they don't pay any taxes down there. So they go, oh, no, I'm down there for artistic purposes, bull feathers. They're there to avoid paying taxes. Uh, Justin Timberlake, his primary residence is L.A., but he lists it as Nashville. We could go right on down the list. So a guy, to be honest with you, never heard him before, not my cup of tea, Country Western artist, obviously very successful. The only thing I've ever heard about Jason uh, Aldean is that he's from Macon, Georgia. You know, hey, James Brown, Godfather of Soul, Soul Brother number one, right? I think it was either from Macon or Albany. Anyway, anyway, the point being is, it's the Deep South. And it's a great song because it really does indicate that if you come into a small town anywhere in America, that you're not going to be able to sucker punch somebody in the street and get away with it. You're not going to be able to carjack. You're not going to be able to do an armed robbery in a liquor store. You're not going to be able to stomp on the flag or light up a flag. You try that in a small town, and there's a hell of a price to pay. Absolutely correct. Anyone who's traveled this country, I mean, I've traveled... 
the length and the breadth of this country through a lot of small towns and not all only white enclaves. The whole bunch of all black towns, and they've been that way for a long time in Oklahoma, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, small Georgia. It's a black sheriff, a black mayor, black police department. Obviously, the black church is at the epicenter of activity in these communities. And everybody carries a gun. Oh, yeah. They're all strapped. Nobody goes in these small towns looking for trouble. You know, days of the old Wild West when there was Posse Comitatis and you really didn't have a, a sheriff or a deputy sheriff, you know, it was anarchy. That's why you had the reputation of Jesse James and his gang. A lot of those gangs would hit the small towns and they would hit a bank. You remember? And it was it's like white towns, right? What do we call that? White justice when they would string them up? Horse thieves, remember? they grab a horse thief. They'd be hanging them from the nearest tree limb. Sometimes they were wrong, but a lot of times it acted as a deterrent. Small town justice in America. It's been that way historically. But the perception here is immediately urban America revolts. This is racist. This was filmed in a courthouse where there had been a lynching. It's like, really? How many places there had been lynchings uh, in the South? Does that mean that everywhere there was a lynching, you know, it's almost like uh, you demolish everything that was there? I mean, a lunacy. Listen to the words. Listen to what Jason Aldean sings. Try that in small town America, and he's absolutely right. Whether they're all black small towns, Tex-Mex, you go into Texas, there's some all Mexican uh, towns. You don't do that either in those small towns. No, you just don't do that. Because there's a hell of a price to pay. Normally, sometimes they don't even have a police department. It's like uh, Mayberry RFD. You know, you have a sheriff, a deputy sheriff, and that's it. And people defend themselves. Small town America. So he's catching all kinds of grief, although obviously very well done song. Song is doing well. You know, no one's mentioned this, uh, Justin. Nobody's mentioned this, Lou, that John Fetterman, you know, a guy who's obviously Meshug now, he's mentally uh, debilitated. But remember, before he became lieutenant governor of the state of Pennsylvania, he was a mayor of a small town outside of Pittsburgh. And how do I know that? Because Guardian Angels patrolled Braddock. It was in such bad shape. A little small town. Now, you need to know what John Fetterman did when he was mayor of Braddock. 2013, he pulled a shotgun on him because he believed that the black jogger had been involved in a shooting. Right? This is the one that the liberals, the progressives, the democratic socialists, they adore. John Fetterman. He did this as mayor of a little small town known as Brody. I happen to know that town fairly well because I remember when a Paul Martinelli led the group in there because they were having all kinds of crimes. Small town. So here was John Fetterman. He pulled a gun. He was wrong. He believed the black jogger had been involved in a shooting. Does that make John Fetterman a racist? Well, That was 2013. 
You know, you really can't get an answer out of John Fetterman any longer because he's, like, incapacitated. <laughs> I don't know who was worse, right? You had Dianne Feinstein still in the Senate from California. You have President Joe Biden, and you have John Fetterman. I mean, it's on... But clearly, he was the mayor of a very small town. He pulled a shotgun on a black guy because... He wrongly believed the black jogger had been involved in a shooting. We don't call him a racist for that. He made a mistake. Thank God he didn't pull the trigger. Happens in small-town America all the time. People have weapons in small-town America. I've been in enough of them. I traveled the entire country, and, I mean, I've been in some really small towns. Uh, probably the best was in o- in Oregon, East Oregon, the Dalles. Uh, it was a little small town of 13 people that were taken over by the Rajneesh Param. 13 people, right? <laughs> These are little small towns. But now let's look at this because they call them a racist. They're calling them the worst pejorative remarks. Uh, they want to run him out. They want to ban him. Of course, that's what they want to do to everybody. They disagree with Jason Aldean. They want to, they want to censor him. Now, I seem to remember there was Ice-T. What was that now, uh, Justin? I'm a little confused with these degenerate hip-hop rappers. They all wanted to kill cops at one point in their career. Was it Ice-T, Ice Cube, Ice Trey, or Vanilla Ice? One of these Ices. They all melted down. Oh, that's right, Ice-T. It was the opening to his cop killer song, uh, part of the album Body Count, where they were advocating the killing of L.A. Police. This next record is dedicated to some personal friends of mine, the LAPD. For every cop that has ever taken advantage of somebody, beat them down or hurt them because they got long hair, listen to the wrong kind of music, wrong color, whatever they thought was the reason to do it. For every one of those police, I'd like to take a pig out here in this parking lot and shoot them in their mother face. Uh, you think uh, Louie hates cops? You think so? Yeah. He, want, he doesn't just hate cops. He wants to kill cops. And then all of a sudden in 2000, he is uh, part of NYPD Law and Order as a detective sergeant of Special Victims Unit. The guy hates cops, right? I see. Yet he's more than happy to be paid by NBC and the producers of uh, Law and Order Special Victims Unit to be a pretend cop. Let's see, that's 2000. It's now 2023. Is this possible, Justin, that he's made gazillions of dollars playing an NYPD sergeant detective? I forget what fake name they gave him. But I say, how does he justify that? Oh, that's right. He's just acting. He's just an actor. By the way, haven't they given, like, Ice Cube, who advocated NWA, F the police? Remember, they gave him a cartoon. Snoop Dogg Ride, who's talked about shooting police. They gave him a cartoon. All these degenerate hip-hop monster rappers who've advocated killing cops, they've been given cartoons. Who's that? Snoop Dogg is on there with... uh, 
What's her name? Uh, he's sharing a bone with. He's smoking a fatty with. Uh, What's that? Barbara Walters? Oh no, no, she's past the hereafter. She's almost as old as Barbara Walters would have been if Barbara Walters was still alive. Oh, she from Wayne, New Jersey. What am I talking about here? Oh, man, she up. Martha Stewart there, right? The one who went to jail for lying to the FBI twice. The only woman in history that was given an opportunity by the FBI to amend her lies about insider trading information. They actually came to her. They said, Martha, we really don't want to put you in jail. We caught you in a lie. Normally you go to jail for that or you have to face trial. We'll give you a chance to amend that. And she lied to him a second time. Ha! And then they put her in a joint. But now she's hanging out with Snoop Dogg, right? They're smoking, uh, smoking weed there. She's doing what? Pinups now, you know, with uh, airbrushing and photoshopping. Get out of here. These fake, phony, fraudulent fagazes. Let me hear that Jason Aldean song one more time about try that in a small town. I think I'm going to have to add this to my playlist. Only country western song I'll ever have on my playlist. Let me hear and listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. He's so right. Suck upon somebody on a sidewalk. Carjacking old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool, act a fool if you like. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face. Scope on the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think it's tough. We'll try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Around here we take care of our own. You cross that line, it won't take long. Oh, so they object to that. Around here, we take care of our own. We're talking about townspeople. Now, I got locked up in a small town, Forsyth, Georgia. Clan. Clan everywhere, man. They were riding around in pickup trucks with the Johnny Reb, Stars and Bars, the Flag of Trees, and they had nooses. They wanted to hang me and Hiram Wiggins Bull, big African-American guardian angels. And you know who arrested us in the streets of that small town, Georgia town? The GBI, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, had me locked up, they said, for a day for my own protection from the Klan. They had the best breakfast in the world. They had pancakes, I'll never forget it. They had bacon, they had sausages, they had eggs. If you wanted another serving, they had other inmates making you the breakfast. Oh, I yearned for the days of going back to Forsyth County, Georgia, and being in lockup there with Hiram Bull Wiggins while the Klan was outside saying, it's a Klan plan. Get the rope. We got one of them Yankees, one of them red varmint guys with that red beret on. Let's hang him from the nearest street. Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. You had something to hide. Should have hidden it, shouldn't you? Now you're not satisfied with what you've been put through. 
compliments to the DJ Lou this morning. I heard this right and early on. Sit in friends. I'm on every Monday through Friday, 7.05 at times. Very contentious. I'm like a lightning rod. But I heard you play this song, Depeche Mode, Policy of Truth. I'm adding that to my massive number of songs that I play, especially in the overnight. You know, Saturday morning, 12 midnight to 6 in the morning to the break of dawn. And then so nice to suits, let me do it twice on Sunday mornings, 12 midnight to 6. This is a great song and leads us right in to the continuation of the disagreement that I've had with uh, Congressman Peter King and George V., former director of the FBI in our region, as they were supporting the efforts uh, of the investigation into the Gilgo Beach murders, and I was saying they were a dollar short and a day late. Uh, those investigations uh, at times were non-existent and left a lot to be desired. Well, point one was made about uh, whether the FBI was involved in the investigation from day one. Peter King says it was. George V., the FBI director at the time, says it was. Uh, but then I heard the DA in Suffolk County, the brand-new DA, Republican conservative, they're talking already about possibly running him against Tish James for attorney general the next time around, or if there's a Republican administration uh, it's elected into office in Washington to replace Biden. Who knows? Maybe head of the DOJ, maybe even head of the FBI. Uh, Ray Tierney with Sid Rosenberg spoke about the FBI not being involved in the investigation in the Google Beach uh, serial killings until he and Rodney Harrison uh, got involved about a year ago. The FBI was not involved for, 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 the, for the longest time. I can tell you why. I'm sorry. Why? Why? Uh, I think it was it was a decision made by the hierarchy of of Suffolk County that they didn't want uh, the FBI involved, and and you know the reasons why. Uh, you know, as you said, uh, you know uh, both the, the 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 police chief and and the former DA was uh, was indicted and, and convicted in federal court. And ordinarily, when you're committing crimes, uh, you, you people don't want the FBI around. Okay, so the new DA gave me one there. Because I'm in agreement the FBI was not involved. But then again, he took one away when he appeared with Judge Weinberg, who is the host of Let the Record Show, which Sunday mornings, right after I'm on, I'm off at 6 in the morning to the break of dawn, and then uh, Judge Weinberg and his guests come on, Let the Record Show, and he has on as his guest uh, this Sunday, you don't want to miss it from six to seven. A great interview with the brand new DA, Tierney, who disagrees with me about there being a conspiracy to cover it up. There were allegations that there was some sort of cover up by previous regimes, whether the DA's office or the police department out in, in Suffolk County. Uh, I'm a firm believer that people should make allegations unless they're substantiated. Is, have you looked at that? Is that a matter of concern to you? Sure. I mean, actually, that was something that that was looked at a long time ago by, by the U.S. Attorney's Office. Um, I don't. There, I, it's not that I don't think there were no allegations, or there were no credible allegations of any kind of a cover-up. So uh, the DA disagrees with me on that. So uh, Justin, you're keeping a scorecard: one for me, one against me. 
And then Bo Dido, uh, in his uh, Thursday 9 o'clock appearance with uh, Sid Rosenberg, though, seemed to give me some tactical air support, I believe, as I continue to disagree with Peter King, former congressman, who is a honorable man, a man of honor, as is George V., former FBI director in the uh, region, a honorable man, man of honor. But we disagree on this. So Bo Dietl took this position on the investigation into the Gilgo Beach murders, of which most have not at all been resolved. So I was talking to some of the guys at my table from Suffolk County. So I got to defend you now. And I am well, well, hold on. When you say defend me, thank you. But the truth is, you're defending Curtis. Well, because I let Curtis tell his side uh, of the story. I let Pete King and George V. Okay. So I'm just kind of the... Okay. Now you're getting it from a... I'm the moderator. Now you're getting it from a guy who loves cops. I'll die for a cop today. I'll take a bullet for no a doubt. cop. No and doubt. And even if I don't know him. My point is, something is wrong when you have an investigation from 2010... Something is wrong when you didn't bring the FBI completely in right away. Something is wrong when all of a sudden you get two principal guys that go to jail. Something is wrong. And you want to know something what Curtis is saying? I don't know if there's facts to it, but there's enough for me as an ex-detective to have a case of these mass murders and not be solved until a new administration comes in. Well, as you can see there... um I think it's fair to say, Justin, that Bo Dito was leaning in my direction, although he said he wants to see the facts. And again, I pointed out in my disagreement with uh, Congressman Peter King and the former FBI director, George V, that it's not me saying this. It's State Senator Phil Boyle. State Senator Phil Boyle, who served until last year, Republican conservative, represented that Babylon area, that area that incorporates uh, Gilgo Beach uh, and everywhere in there in Suffolk County. He made these allegations. He made them in letter form. He made them publicly at press conferences. He wanted Tish James to send in a special prosecutor because he didn't trust the way the investigation into the Gilgo Beach murders had went. Uh, She denied it. Uh, you know, unless you're advocating to Tish James, the attorney general in the state of New York, that she investigate anybody named Trump. I mean, she'll be all over that. But if it ain't Trump, she doesn't want to have anything to do with it. Uh, so she said, I don't even think she responded to uh, Phil Boyle. You know, it'd be interesting. These people are attacking me. Why don't they have state senator, former state senator Phil Boyle on? I mean, he's gone on record, he's done press conferences, he's done interviews, he's issued letters to uh, uh, the outgoing uh, uh, county executive now, Suffolk, Steve Malone, uh, making very strong accusations against Malone and why he uh, appointed uh, Burke as the police chief. So, you know, they continue to criticize me, but I'm just the messenger here, Lou. I'm just a messenger. The mess. The message was delivered a long time ago by other people, but they're getting mad at me. Oh, good, get mad at me. Get on the line. There's so many people angry at me. You know, it's like uh, you're lining up for the bakery uh, on Sunday for the Struyadels, the Napoleons, and the Cannolis, and you have to take a ticket and wait online. The other issue of great contention is I have discovered that architect Rex. Uh, got a concealed carry permit in New York State in April of 2010. 
I can't find out how he got it yet. The feds would know. The New York State Police would know because they do background checks uh, when you um, file for concealed concealed carry permit. Now, he never had a, a, a crime record at all, so he might have qualified. He was a business owner in Manhattan. So I suggested, did he get it in Nassau County? Because apparently that's where he got 92 permits for 300 guns. Is it okay, uh, Justin, if I question why somebody was given permits for 300 guns that they locked in a safe in their basement? You think, is that that a normal question? That doesn't mean I'm anti-cop. But Nassau County clearly gave him permits for those 300 guns. They're claiming they did not give him a permit for the concealed carry permit. Okay, I accept that. But did Suffolk County give it where the sheriff gives it? Or maybe New York City? which at that time in 2010, 2012, had a number of police officers who actually got locked up for selling to expediters. You know the way when you need a uh, passport at the last second, they have expediters. You have to pay a lot of money to get the passport. They have expediters uh, for gun permits, uh, concealed carry permits. And a number of cops went to jail for that because they were selling them. Now, could he have gotten it from corrupt cops? At one police fire. Does this mean I'm anti-cop? There were cops who went to jail for that. And expediters. Excuse me. Not every cop is, uh, uh, what can we call it? Um, a Sergeant Joe Friday. Right? Not every cop won Adam 12. No, no, no. There are some crooked, corrupt cops out there. God forbid I mention the crooked FBI. Excuse me. Have we seen the FBI of late? Could you be any more crooked? Could you, you be any more in the bag for Hunter Biden and Joe Biden than the FBI is now? Are we really happy with the FBI Director Ray? Recommended, I might add, by Chris Christie. So I question the FBI. I don't trust them. I don't trust police, and I don't trust politicians. I always say, verify, and then I'll trust you. Because I've known my fair share of corrupt cops and my fair share of uh, corrupt FBI agents. So call me negative, but call me anti-cop? Really? I've gone to jail for protesting on behalf of cops against those who would defund them, remove them. I'm as much of a champion in promoting uh, that we need more police, let the police do their job, as much as anybody in talk radio and anybody who's run for office. I make my case. But the investigation will continue. When I have the facts, I will reveal them to all of you because apparently I have critics out there who feel that I should never, ever question the police and never, ever question the FBI. To the day I die, I will. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Ah! Let me tell you, Godfather of Soul, Soul Brother number one. Eric Adams' administration has now called for reparations for black people. In addition, if you happen to be out there protesting as part of Black Lives Matter, which because of the shakedown money they got have become big, large mansion owners, uh, if you were out there and you claim that the police violated your rights, the city of New York, through Eric Adams, who hates the cops... And would not defend the cops who Corporation Council has been willing to generously, with our sucker tax dollars, give them $13 million. These were the Black Lives Matter protesters, many of whom were attacking cops, throwing Molotov cocktails in police vehicles, police vans. I saw what was going on out there. And the guy, the ringleader of it all, was the head of Black Lives Matter who hates white people, hates cops, but loves money because he drives around in a brand-new Cadillac tricked-out Escalade, uh, sticker price over $110,000, living in Concourse Village uh, right next to the 161st Street Courthouse. He's a Mama Luke with Mama. Listen to the big bad Hawk Newsom. If this country... If this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn down this system and replace it, all right? Remember when he was saying that, we're going to burn it down, and how many of these Fortune 500 companies and how many uh, white people gave them money? They're still giving them money out in Hollywood, giving them money. Oh, yeah, black lives. Oh, yeah, you realize they're buying large mansions. It's now big large mansions, bought large mansions. Yeah, 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 but, hey, you know, we owe it to them. And I remember recently with the uh, arrest and indictment against the hero Marine Daniel Penny. Remember what Hawk Newsom, head of Black Lives Matter, had to say outside of Alvin Bragg's office? Yeah, 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 yeah. The man that killed Jordan nearly has to turn himself in. Let me explain something to y'all. We were the first group in this country to demand that the mayor prosecute. The man who killed Jordan Neely, you know him, the Michael Jackson impersonator that was strangled on a train and the police let his killer go. We were the first group to demand justice. We took to the streets. We kept the pressure on. We've been outside this district attorney's office right here all day and said we ain't leaving until they prosecute this man. And guess what? Guess what? They are prosecuting Daniel Penny. So tonight... We're going to be out here out here partying. We got food coming. We need a DJ. We need some music. It's up because people power works. To everybody who said, nah, y'all shouldn't be protested doing this, <laughs> you. This work. You need to get in the streets. <laughs> Pressure works. Yeah, you need to get paid, Lou. That's work. You know, you're out there, Black Lives Matter, turning into big, large mansions. 
You attacked the police. You throw Molotov cocktails at police vehicles. And you get paid. They say, when am I going to get paid? You're getting $13 million courtesy of Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who now wants to start giving out reparations. Well, I was out in the streets in the summer of 2020. I did battle with Black Lives Matter. First when they attacked Macy's and then the next night in Soho. They broke my jaw. Am I entitled to any reparation? Of course not. And who ordered the cops to stand down? Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope. He and his wife stole one and a half billion dollars. We're going to track them down. Well, guess who doesn't think I'm a cop hater because I'm going to be on tonight with the rock-ribbed all-American conservative voice of reason from Franklin Square, Long Island. Last time I looked, that was Nassau County. Sean Hannity defending the police. So any of you wolf tickets me and say that I'm anti-cop, you better have a conversation with a lot of people who know that Curtis Sliwa has put his body out on the line to protect cops and citizens in New York City for 44 years.